Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Well, it's Sunday afternoon, and I'm looking at the river, and I'm looking at Tata, so it must be Tuesdays with Tata. Amen. That's good to be here. I am well. How are you? I'm really well. We had fun today, didn't we? We did. We did. We hit some golf balls. We went and hit some golf balls, and the guy next to us wasn't having very much fun. No, he had a very bad day. We needed to do an episode about anger management and send it to him. (laughs) This guy was uh, on the range and hit some bad shots, and and we watched him... (laughs) snap two different golf clubs in half. Yeah. He was so angry at his driver, they broke it twice. He did. He broke the shaft two different times. And yeah. then another club he broke in half. Um, so pray for him, whoever he is and wherever yeah. he is. He's having a bad day, and now he's got to go buy two new golf clubs. Yes, that's correct. So, well, poor guy. Well, Tata, um, I mean, I don't know if you've been on the prayer wall lately, but it's uh, yes. there's some heavy stuff out there. Yes, it is. And some of it relates to I think what you want to talk to about today there, there's some there's some folks that are dealing with regret and shame and, and stuff kind of stuck in the past sort of things and and so I just uh, you told me that you wanted to talk about a specific thing today and I think it's relevant to some of the people that are putting stuff on the prayer wall so tell us what we're going to talk about today Tata well one thing you and I both heard it uh, that preacher from Atlanta he said and I, and I I'm not quoting it but he said that if if Satan can't change your mind, if Satan can't change your mind about God, he'll change your mind about you. That's right. And what he does is he brings you voices from the past. Yes. Some of those voices are very familiar to you. Some are not. That's right. Some of them are your own are your own voice of your own making. Yep. Um, and I, I recall. Um, uh, some time ago when, uh, uh, and I'm trying to say his name, his name just flew out of my head. Oh, Jessica's calling me. Um, um, he said growing up, yeah, he didn't know what his name was. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, he didn't know what, he thought his name was, uh, uh, oh my God, or Jesus Christ. Uh. So think about that just a minute. Mm. So everybody has a name and and and. and one of the things that I've been questioned about is why do you say people's middle name? Because that's their name. That's right. Somebody gave them that name. And so how can we speak lightly of ourselves when we're made in the image of God? Wow. We're, we're, we cannot. We can't criticize ourselves. We can't judge ourselves because God will do that. 
And he's very capable of doing that. That's right. When when the Pharisees asked Jesus what the greatest commandment was, Mm -hmm. he said, Love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as as yourself. yourself, Which means we're commanded to love ourselves. That's right. And and doesn't mean that we have a love affair with ourselves. No. But that we respect ourselves. That's right. And that's what we have to do. Now, easy to do? Easy for me to say that? No. No. Do I still hear voices? Yes. Of course you do. We all do. And we'll hear them as long as we have the ability to do so. That's right. Um, so when, when, when Satan, uh, when you hear from Satan, if he can't change your mind about how you feel about God, that you trust him, you have confidence in him, you rely on him, then he will change your mind about yourself. That's right. And, and what that amounts to is you'll come away feeling not worthy. That's right. And you, there won't be any way that you can please him. Well, and I think there's a there's a counterpoint to that too. That that sometimes he changes our minds in the wrong direction. It makes right. us think too highly of ourselves. That's correct. And that's what Paul said. Don't let anyone think more highly of themselves than they ought. That's right. You know that story. Um, I'm going to have to look it up. I don't have it uh, in front of me where it is, but there's a story. I, th- I think it's in First or Second Samuel, where Saul builds an altar to God. And then just a couple of pages later, he builds a monument to himself. That's right. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty good guy. You know, yeah. I won these, all these battles and God's yeah. favor is on me. And I need to right. make sure everybody remembers who I am. Right. And so I think you're right. The temptation often is to think too lowly of ourselves. But sometimes right. it's, it's, we're tempted the opposite way. That's too. correct. You know, we, we have a tendency to, uh, what well, we have it, but, but mainly what we have a tendency to rely on a negative approach. That's right. We, we, it, that sounds so familiar to us. It sounds easy. Uh, and, and some people, though, um, they may look, come off looking like they're sounding like they're thinking more highly of themselves than they ought. But, but then again, they may not be. That's right. They may be, they may be wearing a mask. That's and so, because, and I think, and I, I want to say it was Shakespeare that said it, that unto your own self be true. Yeah. And so we have to do that. And so, and I can recall many times uh, saying to God that, uh, when I said, don't you remember? And then it dawned on me, of course he remembers. He was there. Mm. How could he forget? That's right. And so, and the one thing that, that one of the things that, that I've that pondered about, and you said it most recently, that God will not tempt us, but he will test us. That's right. We said it last week. Yeah. And so, and, and so, what my, my encouragement to you, uh, listeners, is to and friends to be mindful of yourself, and here and first of all, don't think too highly of yourself. But at the same time, don't drag yourself down. That's right. Don't don't beat yourself up, and don't and don't listen to the voices that play in your head. That's right. And most of them are not encouraging. Most of them are not. Uh, they're not intended to build you up. That's right. But to bring you down. That's right. And so don't let that happen. And then the other, the other thought is that, and, and I remember a, a, a podcast that, that you did once be, when you, when, and, and, and old beaches, there are no old beaches. That's right. And so what, what that caused me to do, it, it was a prompting. Something I already knew, but I couldn't get past the hurdle. Yeah. I felt I was falling down. And then I had to get up. Yeah. And let me uh, let me set that story up in case there's somebody 
listening who hasn't heard it, it's going to actually told the story in my new book, Hope is the First Dose, which won't be out till next year. But we talked about it in the newsletter, which is where you're remembering it from. And I think we talked about it on the podcast once or twice. But um, December of 2020, uh, Lisa and I were in, had moved to Nebraska and everything had been really hectic and we decided we needed a vacation and needed to get together with the kids and and our best family vacation that we've ever taken there's lewis lewis is murmuring and complaining um our best family vacation had been back in 2011 or 10 when we went as a family to kiowa island in south Mm -hmm. carolina and rented a house and and you and nanny were there your your wife uh, patty who we lost in 2018 and Mitch and all of our kids except Caitlin who was having to work back in San Antonio. We just had the best time on that beach and running and playing yeah. in the surf with the kids and you found a starfish and <laughs> a live one. You remember yeah. that? And so we had this wonderful time. Well then in two thousand twenty we were trying to find a, a way to take a little break from our new practice here in Nebraska and Lisa found the same house that we had stayed in and that wonderful family vacation was available for rent again at the holidays and so we just did it. We rented it and Kalen and, and Noah and Kimber and Jace were able to come and, and uh, the, the rest of the family couldn't make it on such short notice. But you and I had a long conversation about that and I thought that I was going to go back there and be able to heal a little bit mm-hmm. because I'd had such a good time with Mitch there. And and you thought something different. And what did you think about well, it? Well, I, I didn't, I, and I, I begged off because uh, I did not want to go back there and remember because Patty had been happy there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, she was very happy being on the beach. She was very happy being mm-hmm. around the children. Yeah. Um, but she 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 left her mark there, and I and and I I didn't. The takeaway for me was I don't want to go back there to see what's after. Yeah. I would want to remember what was before. You wanted to leave that memory undisturbed. That's correct. So you had a you had a take on it that you had some happy memory there, and you didn't want to mix in the missing of her. There. That's right. And I had this this missing of Mitch that I thought somehow I could go back there and walk that ground with him again and yeah. heal something. And so we had this this opposite look. We don't have opposite looks at things very often, um, but we just you decided not to go with us. And, right, right. and so, friend, the story came about this that we were walking on the beach every day, Lisa and I and the kids, and, and little Jace had never seen the ocean. He was two years old, and he was running up and down the beach <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, leaving his little footprints there. And, and I remember very vividly, there was one night, Lisa and I were walking, and the kids had already gone up to the house. It was Christmas Eve, I think, and we were um, supposed to go up there and meet him and watch a movie or something. And, and I had seen a young man running down the beach that kind of reminded me of about Mitch's age, maybe, and and saw his footprints there, and then and then I saw little Jace's footprints leading up to the boardwalk that led back to the house, and that's when it hit me that I came there looking to follow maybe Mitch's footprints in the yeah. sand, and you didn't go there because you wanted to leave Nanny's, but it dawned on me as I watched those waves roll in, like that beach turns over twice a day at high tide, yeah. and and every day the footprints that are there get washed out to sea, and they're just there aren't ever any old beaches that. There's new renewal every day. And so you can't go back to some place in your past. I wrote this to you, and, and we had a long conversation about it. You can't go back to some place in your past and find what you left there because it isn't there. That's right. And you can't go back to some place in your past and avoid something 
that you don't want to see again because uh-huh. it's not there either. Right. And so all we have is now. That's right. We have today because there right. are no old beaches. That's where that the long yeah. way to tell that story, but no, that's no, where it came you, from. and that was that was beautiful. Well done. And and this all and this all occurred in, in 2020, and everybody knew everyone knows what was happening in 2020. The, yeah, the uh, quarantine, the the COVID virus, and all that. But and and this is what I wrote to you, and I saved it. I saved it in reminders mm. on my phone. In 2021, I will stop nourishing my grief and my guilt. Mm. There are no old beaches. Mm. Lee is correct, <laughs> and I sent that to you. Yes, you did. But and and I did it without doing spell check. I didn't proof the text. It just came out of me. Mm. It was something that I had to say. Yeah. It was not something that uh, I had any reservation about. Wow. And so and and I've gone back to this and looked at it many times. And when you when and I said I will stop nourishing my grief and my guilt. What does that look like? How do you keep something alive? Mm. You feed it. You have to feed it. Yeah. And you care for it. That's right. And so you, and it becomes very familiar. It's like an old pair of shoes. It's hard to, it's hard for me to get rid of an old pair of tennis shoes. Yeah. Sooner or later, they just get broke into your feet. Your feet. That's right. And they feel good. And so if you allow grief and guilt to go, go unchecked in your own psyche, in your own memory, it will devour you. That's right. And it will eat you alive. And not only will it devour you, but it will devour the people that are next to you. That's correct. That are near you, that care about you. Mm. So do something. What, what, what I did, and I, what I'm suggesting that, that a lot of people might want to do as well, and, and as we look at where we are right now at this time of the month, and we've pledged to be all in, mm-hmm. and that we are committed the first commitment has to be made to ourselves. That's right. We have to decide that we are not going to nourish our guilt and our grief, and we're not going to nourish those voices that we keep hearing going around and around in our head. That's right, because the enemy will try to make you have a different idea about yourself than God does. That's right. That's his, that's his original lie. We, we've talked about this a little bit lately in our family and in regards to this kind of progressive uh, theology that some people are enticed by it goes back to the the first lie that the devil ever told people in the garden was did god really say that that's right did god really mean that and he's still saying that lie to us today and you'll hear it in your voice you'll hear it in your head when god says i love you i cherish you Mm -hmm. i want to die for i want to give you Mm -hmm. your life and the devil says he didn't really mean that about you though Mm-hmm. He didn't really feel that way about you. Maybe these other people who aren't such a bad sinner as you are. Maybe, yeah, maybe right. these people who are smarter than that's you, right. better looking than you. He didn't really mean that about you. So God will change. The devil will change your mind about what God says about you and what you feel about that's yourself. Right. And and by, by by we allow him to do that. That's right. Because all we have to do to say to him is, get out of our head, get out of my house, get away from my family. And rebuke him in the name of Jesus Christ. That's right. Don't forget, that's our only scriptural instruction regarding how we deal with satanic things. We don't have any teaching about exorcisms or Ouija boards or any of those things, seances or casting out demons. We don't have, you know, instruction on doing that. We have one instruction 
Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's right. You resist him in Jesus' name and he will flee from you. That's he has right. no power in the face oh. of Jesus' name. That's so right. you don't have to be some sort of spiritual warlord mm-hmm. to deal with the devil. Yeah. You just have to resist him. That's right. And my approach to that has always been that the, the light has gone out in my crystal ball and my Ouija board has a flat tire. So <laughs> you, you, you can't rely on something beyond yourself. That's right. You have to start with yourself. You have to have a little talk to yourself. That's right. That's James 4, 7, by the way. Submit yourselves then to God. Mm. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's right. James 4, 7. So my my encouragement to you is this, uh, and and I'm not sure where, and I I see where a lot of people are, and and I'm not saying that this is going to cure all the problems that, that we're facing, but Jesus himself said that in this world you'll have trouble. That's right. But fear not, because I've overcome the world. John sixteen thirty. But at the same time, if we if we give thanks and we we are at peace with ourselves, we will we will certainly live with happiness. That's right. We'll certainly live with hope. That's right. Because hope is something that you can't be taken from you. That's right. Hope is the first dose. That's right. That's, right. <laughs> that's my book. That's right. That's right. And, and if you hold on to that, you don't need anything else. That's right. Well, I, got a, I got a verse um, as we think about praying. Um, and go out to the prayer wall, friend, com slash prayer. Um, if for no other reason than to, to get some relativism on your own life, if you think you're having trouble you're not alone like you're not the only one the devil wants to isolate us and make us think we're the only ones that ever messed up this bad or we're mm-hmm. the only ones that nobody loves me or we're the only ones that you know, did this or can't do that or whatever and you get out on the prayer wall in about 30 seconds and you'll see that you're not the only one that's right. dealing with whatever you're dealing with even lewis over there is dealing with something he's fussing <laughs> today um but so my point is get out on the prayer wall and and connect with other people through prayer and put your requests out there, just like he says, make your requests be known. That's right. You know, put them out there, and people will be praying for you. And you'll get an email when somebody prays with you, and it's very encouraging. Um, but, but I want to, I want to just say one thing about prayer. It's a verse, this little verse, uh, I actually saw in John Swanson's book, a great work, which I'm looking at again. A tremendous book about the work that Nehemiah did building the wall. Um, it's a great, great book. Um, John Swanson's book, a great work. Um, and he mentions the prayer that Daniel prays in Daniel 9.18. And here's what he says. We have this idea that in order to pray, we, ought to, we have to get our ducks in a row. We have to get ourselves kind of perfected so God will listen to our prayers. And, mm-hmm. and God will be obligated almost. We're so good and we're so dialed in that God will be almost obligated to, to, to you know, mm-hmm. answer our prayers. And, 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 and that's the opposite of what it is. Daniel says, we do not make requests of you because we are righteous. Mm-hmm. but because of your great mercy. That's right. Mm-hmm. He starts it by saying, Give ear, O Lord. Mm-hmm. Give ear, our God, and hear. Open your eyes and see the desolation of the city that bears your name. We do not make these requests because we are righteous, but because of your great mercy. That's right. So that's your posture, friend. You're not coming to him because he... It, it, that'd be like a genie in a bottle if he was obligated to, to listen to you because you were so great and he had to do what you said. Right. Then he's a genie and you're the God. He's, he's an idol and you're the God. Right. But that's not how it is. You're, you're asking him because he's so merciful. That's right. And with that in mind, let, let's pray about all these things. Amen. Amen. Oh, well, Father, we, we come to you because... 
we have nowhere else to go. Father, we come to you because we trust you. We have confidence in you. And Father, we come to you most of all because we love you. Amen. And because we understand that you love us. You loved us so much that you sent your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to die for us. And through his death on the cross, you redeemed us. You brought us back from sin when we had no hope. Amen. And now we have assurance of a home with you. And through the blood of Jesus, we have forgiveness of our sins. Father, we for we love you and our aim is to please you always and our desire is that we live our lives bring glory to your holy name. And Father, we are your servants. Send us, we will go. Amen. Please put your words on our heart, put your words on our lips for your glory, not ours. Father, we rely on you, we trust you. We have confidence in you. We know that you are our Heavenly Father and Jesus, we love you. We know that you are our Redeemer. And so, Father, we ask you to come and give us, give us peace. And we ask for grace and mercy so that we may continue to fight this battle, Father. And, Father, we, we, we just give you thanks, Father. We, but we thank you also and, and remind you of those people that have continued to, to hold, hold up prayers to you and ask others to pray for them. And so that's what we do. Father, there, there are some that are so suffering and and, and some people that are in such hard places. But, Father, we ask you to be mindful of them, and we ask you to bless yeah. them. We ask you to heal them, restore their health. And, Father, we just wait on you because we know that you hear our prayers. And, Father, we know that, and we're not looking for an answer right now, Father. We know that in, in due time that you will do your will. And so that's what we trust in. We trust in you because all, and in you all things are perfect. And all things work for perfection. So, Father, that's why we, we come to you. We come to you because we, we need you, Father. Help us. Show us the way. And, Father, we ask your blessings on all that are, that are hearing these words. And, Father, we pray that, that they would be like seeds and that they would, they would, they would mature. But, Father, so we, but we wait on you. In and of ourselves, we can do nothing. And so, Father, we wait for you, and we ask all of this in the sweet and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, your Son and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tata. What a beautiful prayer. I'm going to play, at the end of this episode, is a song from Tommy Walker from a few years ago called If It's True. And I just want to leave you with that today, friends. We're finishing up all in August. This, this episode is going to play almost at the very end of the month. And I want to wrap up all in August with you really going all in with the idea that God really is who he says he is. He really will keep the promises that he's made. And he really does feel the way about you that he says he feels about you. And in order to know that, how does he feel about you? You need to spend some time in the word with him, right? You need to spend some time and understand what he says. And, And so this song, If It's True, it just basically Tommy's saying... If it's true that you're thinking of me, if it's true that you love me, if it's true that you died for me, if it's true that you're coming back for me, how should I respond? Like, what would that do to my life if this is really true? And so, friend, as we're wrapping up all in August, I just want to give you this this thought. Like, what if it's true? If you if you knew 100% that he really was who he said he was and, and wanted to love you and do for you what he says he does, 
how would that change your day-to-day life? And would your all-in moment be different if you really believed it? Sometimes we say one thing and believe another thing. That's right. And sometimes we're not quite all-in with being willing to put it out there for God. But I just want to leave you as we wrap this month up and this day up and this amazing conversation with Tata. What if it's true? Um, if it's true like that, that people have a, the wrong idea about themselves and they need to let God define who they are and not the enemy, when should they start? I'll start today.
matters most is that you care. What matters most is that you want me. There's nothing else that can compare. Yes, all I really need is to know you always will love me. Hey, thanks for listening. The Dr. Lee Warren podcast is listener supported. Check out patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. That's patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. Patrons and partners get free books, transcripts, special patron only episodes and more. And partners like you allow us to stay ad free and keep growing. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarnmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.